for agility's sake. Hello everyone, I'm your host Kyle Spitzley. Here today with me is Christopher Zowerman. How are you doing, Chris? Good, Kyle. Morning, how are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. Thank you for coming here today to spend some time with me and talk about Agile. My pleasure. Just to get started, I wanna kinda have the audience understand, you know, who you are and what your role is in this this whole Agile transformation thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, nice to be here, Kyle. Uh, probably my my involvement in Agile in the last um, six years at Amway has been primarily in the, the helping teams move from waterfall to Agile, and then specifically in the last three years, helping teams to mature um, and, and really coach them up to new levels of delivering working tested software, right, at a, at a faster pace, at a higher quality. Awesome. So Okay. So now if I go, I want to go back a step and think about like what this this agile concept i keep hearing people say you know we need agility we have to be agile and flexible and adaptable and you know i've heard millen say it i've heard john parker say it and mike kaiser and michael nelson and alex young lots of our you know mm-hmm. chief executives they're all saying we need this agility we need this thing i mean even uh, hr has been talking about this and so when i think about the agility of an organization I'm wondering, like, why? Like, we all, we keep saying we need this, but yeah. why? Why do we need it? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a cliche. It turns it sounds like a cliche, but change is the only constant, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think in, a, in this new digital world, right, things change so quickly. I think everybody gets that, and so really, what Agile does is it allows us to to get working tested software. It allows us to get what a customer truly wants to them a whole lot faster gets it that iterative approach and allows them to tell us whether they this is something that would satisfy their needs or not as opposed to you know what we're used to be in we would plan something for three four months and then we'd execute for the next six months and then we deliver something and then they'd say oh this isn't quite what i wanted yeah and there goes a whole year there goes a whole right. year right and and we, then we spend we go phase two mm-hmm. <laughs> we go through this next project to kind of try and get this application the solution to match what they actually want in the first place in agile we have now the customer sitting there with us hmm. telling us what they they need early on in a very iterative approach that allows us to deliver that that software to them so much quicker and and even our high level executives um, are seeing the benefits of this we have application we have applications like sales support, uh, leader growth solutions that we were able to deliver in three to six months of what would have taken us years in, mm. in the past, right? And they see this and they say, hey, we want more of this. We want to satisfy our customers. Yeah. Our customers are very valuable to us. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they are our business, right? Yeah. We're not going to help people live better lives unless we're giving them tools to help them grow their businesses, right? And we can do that so much faster in this new world, in this new environment. And so it's funny because this seems like common sense. The things that you're saying, it seems like, well, of course, we should ask the customer what they want and we should show them these things. And what's taken us so long to figure this out? That's a really good question. I don't know. I, quite honestly, I, I think there's always been a flavor of, I mean, really, Agile is really lean for, it's really lean. Okay. It's, it's servant leadership. It's, it's a lot of things. It's just a new name mm-hmm. for something we've been doing for a long time. It's just now specifically for what most of what we do is right. software development. It's adding that. It's, it's lean for IT. Mm-hmm. If I think about um, my, the, a little bit that I know about lean, one of the things that uh, you know, a coworker of mine taught me is that one of the roots of lean is about uh, the customer first. Yeah. Always about the customer first. You know, bring them in 
and care about them the most. And that that was uh, that's something that I think we we tend to neglect sometimes in these big projects. We forget who the customer is and why we're doing this and what matters. Yeah, the the two roots that are frequently talked about, and it depends what methodology and the kind of thing you're looking at, but okay. it, it frequently comes back to respect for people, right? Mm-hmm. And if you respect people, you're going to value your employees, but of course you're going to respect your customer yeah. and you're going to actually deliver to them what they really want, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and the second part is continuous improvement, right? Continuous improvement has always existed, but what Agile does a really good job at is making sure that continuous improvement is built into the process. Hmm. In a waterfall world, we frequently would have lessons learned at the end of a project, and those lessons learned would be at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this planning was at the very beginning. Lessons learned at the very end. What do we do? We capture them all, and we store them away somewhere, and we never look at them again. Yeah. Maybe if there's a similar project, we open back up. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things I love about Agile is, is we're constantly running retrospectives, which is just a new term for really lessons learned, but it's, <laughs> it's doing it iteratively. Same, we're doing iteratively with the customer. We're iterative with the team and their continuous improvement model. Hmm. And we're make, and, and we're having teams constantly improving. We could have done that in Waterfall, too. A yeah. lot of us did. A lot yeah. of us did. Like, it was a natural thing. So, um, And then the whole other piece of that, right, servant leadership. There's lots of servant leaders, right? There's lots of people who have that servant leadership uh, mentality. It's, it's very much in tune with our growth mindset. Um, but it's a... It's building that into the process. It's building that in and allowing those servant leaders and even non-servant leaders to grow more into servant leaders because of the whole framework, mm-hmm. the way the stru- it's structured. So, so today we have people in pockets where these type of behaviors and principles live and exist and thrive and help, help Amway deliver value. Um, but what we're trying to do is bring to this a structure, um, and you say framework, a way for us to scale that at a larger scale. Yeah, or on a larger scale, and that, that that seems to be in the industry right now. That's the 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 crux, if you will, of the the biggest challenge of of agile is everybody knows that it works in these small pockets, mm-hmm. but how do you get it to scale? There's there's safe framework, there's less, there's dad, there's there's so many so many different <laughs> frameworks out there that are all trying to scale it because okay. everybody knows it works in a small yeah. framework, right? Um, but yeah, how do you make it work across the entire organization? Well, one of the things we can look at is the top 10 reasons why it doesn't work, you know, why, why, there's, why there's hiccups. And the number one item always comes up and all the, actually all the items in the top 10, probably seven out of the top 10 are always related to culture, right? Mm. It's always related to culture. And, and it's difficult because the larger of an organization, the more of a need there is for hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And that hierarchy tends to conflict a little bit with, with agile. So it actually helps to have a very robust salute, a very robust framework like we do to actually help us get past that. Um, but it's a, it's, it's always going to be a struggle until we can change our culture, but changing culture is not an easy thing. No, right? it's going to, it takes easy. time. It takes a lot of time. Well, the good news is we have, we are partnering with the, uh, you know, the effort that's ongoing with our HR department in the culture, um, shift that we are trying to move kind of towards a growth mindset and towards servant leadership, continuing to push those behaviors in the organization. So I am excited about that. All right. So that was a long way of saying why agile matters, why we need to be agile. But thank you for that. It helps me understand, you know, what, what we're really trying to go after. So for you as an individual, you said, you know, you've been in, in agile for five, six, maybe more years, um, but you've been spending the last at least five helping other teams get better at doing agile. 
when you think about agility, what excites you most about the agile concept and, and what we can do with it? Yeah, you know, I, I there's there's two things if I can. Um, probably the the first one that is probably um, really when it comes down to its integrity, right? As a long time, twenty plus years doing program project management. You know, it's a little frustrating. It can be frustrating to say, "Hey, we're going to deliver this to you in six months," and and really having to sometimes work miracles to deliver it even a couple months late. Sometimes, mm. right? Um, it's once we understand the team's true velocity, once we understand what a team can do in on a sprint, like in a week or two, and then we start getting really good at you know t-shirt size, sorry, relative estimating or whatever our our backlog. Um, I guess in short, it's the ability to um, to make and meet commitments. So if we define integrity as as right, doing what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. I love how much agile allows us to have integrity when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. Right? Wow! I love being able to tell customers, the, our clients, to say we're going to deliver this feature, we're going to deliver this working test software, um, in the in in this period of time. And, and have confidence and not just say it, say it and mean it. Yeah. <laughs> right? and like, hey, it. we're going to put an arbitrary um, date out there and hope that we can hit it. But in this case, we know because we know the capacity of the team. We know the work that's in front of us. And so we can yeah. we can predict and say this is when we'll meet that commitment. Yeah, I will. I'll never forget either. You know, when we um, when we were early in on this, probably it was probably three years ago. Um, Michelle Develder came to ITL um, to IT leadership meeting and and kind of and, and flat out told them, you know, we just delivered. Uh, I think, believe it was sales support or customer care. We just delivered in three months what normally would have taken us, you know, at least nine months or a year to get done. Yeah. Right. To get that done in three months was, you know, to, to hear your customer say that it's exciting to have your customer actually say to you, That's us. we delivered this <laughs> yeah. in a fraction of the time. Right. We're seeing um, from teams that have gone from waterfall to agile, we're seeing three times the amount of productivity out of oh, teams. Wow. And, and the business value thing, tools that we're using now for like impact mapping, um, have really have teams geared towards delivering business value so much faster. Hmm. I mean, change is the only constant, right? We're, we're proving with agile, we can adapt to that change and we can thrive in it. So, um, the, the second thing really about what excites me most about agile, um, and this is as a, as a long time, um, chaplain at Kent County Jail as a long time um, in ministry and that kind of thing. I love seeing that aha moment with people where they get something where it clicks with them. Mm-hmm. And and I'd say with, with Agile, especially when we get into tools like visual management and we get into these very things that actually help build teamwork and build that conversation, I've seen so many people get that aha moment. Like people who are normally heads down programmers or aren't very um, outgoing, all of a sudden turn to these people who who are very open and and are team players and mm. they just love coming to work right to wow. see someone who's like heads down and 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 you can and kind of grumpy yep. <laughs> turn into someone who's hey I, I really like my job i like interacting with people i love having this i love being accountable for the work that's that's there i love having the visibility of this and and them too. I think a lot of it is is they know they're they're they see it. I I call it frequently call it the seventh day effect, um, or the the lawn mowing effect. When you mow the lawn and you sit back and look at what you did and say that lawn looks good. You have a beer, whatever it is, right? Oh, I love that feeling it, of finishing the lawn. I think that's ingrained in us. Not yeah. to get too religious or anything like that, but I think that's ingrained in us as people. 
God, seventh day, that's why I call it the seventh day. Oh, he yeah. looked back yeah. on the seventh day and was like, it's good, right? Yep. I love seeing that in people that when they're working on things, they deliver working tests over. They deliver something that they see that their customer truly loves, and, and it's something that makes their lives easier, truly makes have them live a better life, whether it's a, a customer care representative in Korea not having to alt-tab between screens. Now they can actually answer customers so much faster, right? It's them like like doing that and having that and having sitting back and seeing that seventh day of of this is good this is what we did yeah we don't get that a lot in it's IT. that sense of accomplishment that, and satisfaction of a job well done yeah. it's not delayed by three years yes yeah. it's, it's you it's get to right see away it very i can feel it yeah. yeah that's awesome uh so it really to me as you describe kind of that you know that person who is heads down working on something and, and possibly even grumpy the practices <laughs> and the things that that agile can bring is, is creating an, an environment where that person can really step into their potential and kind of kind of blossom or you know yeah. come out of their shell if you they will. were always and, there and, yeah they were that was the person yeah. there but we've created the environment for them to to step into that and truly live that out and and that's good for the individual it's good for the team it's good for the organization as a whole awesome all right so um, we've got a uh, a lot of people at Amway who've you know been around Agile for a number of years. This isn't a new concept. I mean, the the official manifesto, the Agile manifesto, was it in two thousand and one? Two thousand and one. Yeah. So it's been eighteen years since the manifesto <laughs> was signed, um, and so things have evolved a lot since then. But at Amway, there's still a lot of people who are new to these concepts. Like this is a new thing for people that aren't in IT or aren't in the digital organization. So when we say agile as a methodology to those folks, they may have no idea what it is or how it works. Um, so if you've got someone who's brand new to this and they're just stepping into this concept of we're going to start doing things with an agile methodology, what what do you say to someone who's at the very, at the very beginning of their agile learning journey? So someone who's not quite sold yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it that way. You know, it's, it's a it's a struggle. We all deal with change in different ways, right? And um, I once read that, you know, with change, we either what what holds us off what what actually gets us to make that point in time of where we're ready for change is that we we want to avoid pain mm -hmm. <laughs> or we see the the positivity in it right mm -hmm. and and we're also 5 to 7 times more um, likely to avoid pain right oh yeah but that's not I'm, that's not very agile or lean to to try and just sell it to somebody scare to avoid them, pain scare right? them into going um, after I'm not, it yeah I'm not okay with trying to scare people mm -hmm. of, of not going agile no, or, or not believe, not believing in any type of change because of scaring them, right? Um, That's sorry. actually really good. I was just thinking you reminded me of uh, some of my, my neuroscience learning in the past few years. There's a lot about, um, and we talk about this in change management, there's a lot of research that shows that change is really driven by um, the, the stress or the pain. That, that part of your brain, the, the pain sensors, actually lights up when you are experiencing a change and it's not physical pain but it comes through the same uh, part of the brain that senses physical pain and so change is painful for people um, and the other side of that is people will go after a gain they will pursue a gain kind of like you said yeah. they're going to avoid the pain or they're going to go after the gain so and and us as agile coaches we have to 
be very empathetic and expect it, right? The mm. probably the one of the more stressful things about being an agile coach is when we worked with so many teams over and over again, we see this constantly. We see people going through that pain, <laughs> right? That pain you described. Yeah. We see them going through that and the the storming um, that storming phase is is repetitive. It happens all the time. Um, and we learn from it and and hopefully we become more and more empathetic and we we'd have approaches of being, you know, seeking first to understand. My main goal in starting to work with a team at first is to figure out where they're currently at, figure out what's co- what is causing them the most angst over, over the change, right? Yeah. Um, and, and trying to address those issues primarily over just trying, it's not about showing them a new methodology, right? Mm. It's it's about helping them through that change. And I know, you know, that agile works. We yep. know that this works, so it's, yep. it's not a hard sell. It's not a hard sell from the, we can deliver working tested software yeah. quicker, we can satisfy our customers better. I can say that till I'm blue in That's the face. That's been proven for two decades. It's been proven. Right? <laughs> That's not really what people's most people struggle with. It's yeah. going through that change, and so that change of we have to be empathetic with it. Um, so what am I going to tell that person? I'm going to tell them right. I'm going to try and make this as painless as possible, I guess. Yep. Right, and it, it's really not so much what I'm telling them. It's me listening to them and seeing what their it, it's it's seeing what their struggles are, and then addressing yeah. those as opposed to just try, coming out. It doesn't work to just come up to them and just try and sell to them how awesome this is. Yeah. It works better to, to to listen and figure out what really their what their struggles are, and then a, you know, going after a couple of those things really quickly is key. So we we see team, one of the teams I'm working with right now, right? They have a couple struggles they're working with, and I heard it yesterday. That's what I'm going to go after first, and making mm-hmm. sure that they see an instant, they see some value quickly, yeah. and that we're listening, and then they'll be more open to some some other changes, bigger changes later. Right? I like that approach. It makes me think about my learning experience of or my agile experience. It was, um, it wasn't like everything was clear right from the beginning. Like you couldn't walk up and explain to somebody, here's how agile fixes everything. Like yeah. that, that isn't, that isn't the reality. Right. Um, but so most people just have a lack of clarity on their existing default patterns and beliefs. How does the new world work and how does this work in the agile methodology and pretty much everything that you can come up with as a concern of how things work today can be addressed through some form mm-hmm. of an agile practice. But we can't tell everybody that all at once. Like it's the kind of thing that just ta- it takes some time to get through. Um, so I love the approach of going in with, let me listen first, understand where your problems are. I'll show you some immediate value, and then we can start to build off of that and just get that momentum going. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for the time today, Chris. I really appreciate it. I've learned a ton. I'm sure the audience has as well. Any uh, last words you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I'd, I would say. Um you, you asked a question about someone who's at the beginning of their journey um, who's not quite ready. Someone who is ready, um, the one thing, the, a piece of advice I'd like to give to them is, is really start learning from others who are further along on that journey. We've done a lot of that here, um, as well as start experimenting. Um, you know, Kyle, and the stuff that we've done in the Agile Transformation Office, right? We, we experiment and we learn really quickly whether something works or not. Yeah. And let's not be so afraid of trying something new. We can always not do it anymore, right? Yeah. We can try it for yeah. a little bit. Um, and that's that's one of the, another way of selling people who aren't quite on board. Just tell them, hey, can we try this for two weeks? Yeah. And then we try, they try it for two weeks and they go, hey, this actually works pretty yeah. good. And I like then, that. And you win them, right? Way better than this idea of we have to figure everything out up front because when we're trying to like pick apart, here's all the ways this won't work, it's, it just bugs me so yeah. much. I'm like, let's just try it. Let's just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Awesome. 
So thanks so much, Chris. And the other one, one last thing: the, don't don't underestimate the the amount of time it's going to take and to change the culture. And I think we talked about that a lot. Already. How long does it take? We're six years in, and we're we're looking. I mean, we've made some major progress. Don't get me wrong, but we got we got a ways to go. Right? Yeah. Um, it's exciting to see all the change, but we we really need to approach agile transformation as culture change. It's not just hey, we're going to start doing things a little bit different way. It's truly a culture change, and it's a good culture change that. Uh, grows our integrity, grows our our character, mm. allows us to 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 be the potent that potential you mentioned. With the potential comes out of people, yeah. and allows them to to really thrive in their jobs. So. Well, this sounds like a great topic for us to talk about on the next episode. We'll talk about culture next time we get together, Chris. All right, sounds good. Awesome, thanks, thanks man. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with others. To learn more about Amway's agile journey. Follow the hashtag AmwayAgile on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And if you're an employee, do that and search AmwayAgile forward slash in your browser.